Welcome to Light on Yoga and Meditation. This is our first podcast, and all of our podcasts at Big Shakti are dedicated to bringing you information on all forms of yoga, of higher yoga in particular, including the various Indian philosophies such as Sankhya, Raj Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Gyan Yoga, Yoga Tantra, and Mantra and Yantra, and Chakras and Kundalini, and the great Sri Vidya and subjects like karma and Indian astrology, which is called Jyotish, to name just a few. We'll also cover different forms of Eastern and Western psychology, including yoga psychology and yoga psychotherapy, and subjects like dreams and imagination, which are part of the analytical psychology of Carl Jung. So Jane and I have been blessed to study with outstanding teachers and masters who have given us access to authentic, life-changing knowledge and wisdom. And we've spent our lives translating this knowledge into meaningful forms that you can use to improve your health and enhance your life. Big Shakti was established by Jane Stevenson and myself, Dr. Swami Shankardev Saraswati, in 2004 as a way of staying in touch with our students after our live workshops and seminars. And we found that traveling every week to a new location somewhere in the world to teach was great because we met so many wonderful people who were seeking to improve their lives using yoga and meditation. And we're blessed to be able to teach the sacred knowledge of India called the Vidya and also blessed to learn from our students who brought with them into the classes their own wisdom and life experiences. And we also had the opportunity to experience so many wonderful cultures. However, the travel was very demanding and we couldn't maintain continuity of connection through live classes and so we felt we couldn't really support our students by maintaining the continuity of teachings. And that's when Jane came up with the idea of building a website. And 10 versions of that website later, we're now teaching online and also maintaining a connection with our students via the web. And also when the pandemic settles down by more live seminars, all going well. Now our aim is to offer expert resources and products such as meditations and courses to help you achieve optimal physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health. And all of our teachings are derived from Indian philosophy with a special emphasis on Sankhya and Yoga Tantra. And we also combine Eastern systems of self-development with Western depth psychological systems such as that developed by Carl Jung, which is very much in line with the Eastern esoteric wisdom traditions. And this is partly because Jung was a student of those Indian traditions. And by studying with Big Shakti, you gain access to essential concepts and techniques that will open the door to enlightened living. And Jane and I are committed to supporting you at every level, whether you're just beginning on your meditative journey or you're an experienced meditator, yoga teacher, or health professional. So, quite a few people have asked us why we chose the name Big Shakti. Big Shakti is derived from the Sanskrit Maha Shakti, and Maha means great or transcendent, 
and Shakti means creative power. Shakti is your inner power and it's the outer power as well. It is the life force in you and it is the energy that builds and maintains the whole universe. And when you have Shakti and it's healthy, you experience it as a glow, a feeling of well-being and a verve for life. And the more Shakti you have, the better you feel. For example, you have power to think clearly, to digest and move and create a better, more fulfilling life. So by combining an English and a Sanskrit term, big and Shakti, we wanted to show that we're aiming to build a bridge between Western and Eastern approaches to self-development and enlightenment. Now because this is the first podcast, Let's go back to the basics and talk about what yoga and meditation are and some of the main methods and techniques you can choose from. So what are yoga and meditation and which form of yoga and meditation is right for you? Because there's so many different forms. It can actually be difficult to know how to choose. Of course, in essence, all these forms of yoga and meditation have the same aim. They're the aimed at the optimization of your physical and mental health and the development of self-awareness, really the key point to take away and the thing that we always emphasize in all of our teachings is that self-awareness is the key to tapping into your innate intelligence and your intuition. It enables you to know what's right for you and it also enables autonomy, spontaneity and intimacy. But more of that in a later podcast. Let's start by saying that yoga and meditation are practical aspects of Indian philosophy, which is a vast ocean of theories and concepts and practices and techniques designed to create better physical and mental health and the evolution of your consciousness. So what's the difference between yoga and meditation? Is there a difference? The word yoga is a Sanskrit word that means union and connection. And this can be the union of any two things. However, in the context of yoga philosophy, it refers to the connection between the little self and the highest self, between individual and universal consciousness. The word meditation, on the other hand, is an English word, which is an umbrella term for many processes, including the act of thinking and contemplating and devising or pondering. And the aim of meditation, as it's defined in the English language, is to connect more and more to that which you're contemplating. And therefore, meditation is an English word that, like the word yoga, means connection. The connection between the meditator with the object of meditation. The act of connection in meditation occurs when you use a technique that enables you to connect with and eventually feel and experience and know the object that you're meditating on. For example, if you meditate on a flower, you can feel into the flower, you can know its nature, and you can even know its purpose. And this leads to a state of meditation, which is an awakening to the reality of the thing that you're meditating on. So the words yoga and meditation are synonyms. They are the same thing. Of course, In the modern world, in the West in particular, yoga is mainly thought of as stretching, 
which is called asana. However, any stretching postures performed without self-awareness is not really yoga. Hatha yoga, which includes yoga postures, is the yoga that enables you to consciously connect with your body, to feel where you're holding tensions and blockages, and to use a technique to eliminate that tension and blockage. And this enables your prana, your life force, to flow and improve your health. And all forms of yoga depend on some form of meditation technique as the fundamental basis for success. Remember, the essential point is that the aim of meditation is self-awareness, and it's from self-awareness that all the other benefits arise, such as physical and mental health and spiritual evolution. So now let's talk more about meditation. What is meditation? We're going to define it as an exalted, joyful and powerful state of being. It's also a technique or process used for cultivating the mind and for developing self-awareness. And the meditative state, the exalted, joyful, powerful state of being, arises from the ongoing practice of any process or technique that cultivates self-awareness and self-knowledge. And this is a highly conscious state in which you become fully aware and present in each moment. And meditation can offer you a lot if you really understand what it is, what its purpose is, how to find the meditative technique that suits you best, and how to bring it into your life so that it becomes an integral part of your daily activities. Let's define meditation in more detail. The yogic term for meditation is dhyana. It is a state of unbroken self-awareness, an exalted state in which you connect to the highest self. And this is the essential point to remember and why we focus so much on self-awareness when we teach meditation. If you lose yourself, that is the greatest pain, and you actually have nothing. If you have yourself, then you have everything. In the West, the word meditation is defined as sort of any practice in which someone uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on an object or a thought or an activity that trains your attention and your awareness and achieves a mental state which is clear and emotionally calm and stable. But the problem in the Western world and in the scientific community is that there's no widely accepted definition of meditation. The word meditation has been used to designate a variety of practices that differ enough from one another so that it can be very difficult to define what meditation is from this rational scientific point of view. In the East, however, meditation is well known as a process of looking within and gaining knowledge. In the psychological and therapeutic approaches to meditation, there is a strong emphasis on meditation as a process of reducing excess thinking and rumination and worry and anxiety to achieve a more relaxed state of mind. And this is why we prefer to think of meditation as synonymous with yoga, the act of union and conscious connection with the object of meditation, and that anything that does this is a form of meditation and yoga. To reiterate, 
The best way to think about meditation is that it is a process in which the meditator meditates on the object of meditation. There's three things. The meditator, the object, and the act of meditating using a technique to unify the subject, you as the meditator, and the object, what you're meditating on. And ultimately, via this process, the meditator and the object of meditation are united within that act of meditation. And there are many meditation techniques that can achieve this and most lead to the goal of self-awareness. Most techniques begin by teaching you relaxation and introversion and then how to concentrate. And concentration transforms the structure of the mind in the same way that cream is transformed into butter by churning. So meditation practices churn the mind from its raw, undisciplined state into a strong, dynamic, peaceful, integrated and awakened state. And your effort to attain the meditative state is that which transforms the body and mind. It's this process that results in positive states of health and well-being, both physical and psychological, and they're really side effects, as we said before. The main aim is increased self-awareness. We can't say that too much. This is the essential point you need to remember if you really want to experience the true state of meditation, which is dhyana. So, again, meditation is a technique and a state of being. And in popular usage, the two are often used imprecisely they mean, to mean the same thing. However, however there is a difference. And the key to understanding meditation is that it is both a technique and a state of, of being that arises out of the continuous practice of a technique. So there are many techniques, there are many types of meditation. They, they include relaxation, mindfulness, concentration, visualization, and the repetition of mantras. And each technique has its own purpose, such as to become more relaxed, to have a calm mind, to strengthen the mind to develop concentration or improve mental capacity, such as memory. Some techniques focus more on healing, while others are used to awaken states of inner peace and knowledge. And the techniques alter your state of mind and induce feelings of well-being, of strength and capacity, a sense of self-efficacy, that you can achieve certain things. The meditative state, called dhyana, is a state of being in which you experience unbroken awareness. And it's the experience of an altered state of consciousness, not just an altered state of mind. Whereas the techniques will help you to relax, that relaxation is an altered state of mind, true meditation is an altered state of consciousness in which you enter into completely new experience and understanding and knowledge of who you are and what the world is all about and why you're here on the planet. Therefore, you define we can define meditation as this process in which the meditator meditates on the object using a technique and ultimately the meditator and the object are united within the act of meditation giving rise to the state of meditation which is an exalted blissful state of consciousness. The ultimate aim of meditation has to be to achieve the meditative state that lasts for longer and longer periods of time and that leads to greater inner peace, mental calm, emotional resilience, life affirmation, and a sense of personal purpose, which is the key to meaning and fulfillment.
At its essence, meditation is a process of self-discovery in which you use certain techniques to take your awareness into the body, mind, emotions and spirit to deepen your experience of who you are. And the process of looking within requires a form, it requires a technique to give you a structure to go within yourself. You learn how to become aware of your strengths and your weaknesses, and you then need to learn how to capitalize on your strengths and better manage your weaknesses as part of a system of mind management, which is really part of the first stage of yoga meditation training. The process is not about forcing your mind to be quiet or to do anything, to get rid of thoughts, for example. It's more about forming a relationship, a mutually satisfying relationship or friendship with your mind. And you need to learn to respect the power and the forces within the mind in the same way that you would respect electricity within a wire, because they're both powerful. Only then can you creatively channel the power of the mind for positive growth and development. And there are many forces within the mind that can be difficult to manage if you don't have the techniques and training to do so. For example, some people become very anxious when they start to meditate and they're not prepared to deal with old painful emotions or unruly desires. And therefore, beginners are advised to start with relaxation meditation and simple breathing techniques that will induce a state of inner calm and well-being and reduce anxiety. And these should be learned and practiced prior to diving into the more powerful methods of meditation. And for the majority of people who start with simple relaxation meditation, the process of meditating and getting to know yourself is easy and enjoyable. So how do you cultivate the meditative state in your daily life? What would that feel like? And the key to understanding the true meditative state is that it is achieved in stages. It's an unfolding of the process within you. And once you've practiced meditation for a period of time, you feel that you can carry the calm and the clarity of meditation into your everyday life and into daily activities. And over time, your ability to remain relaxed and aware throughout the day increases and you find that you're less disturbed and agitated by the things in life that cause you stress or that they're challenging. And this is because you're building and storing relaxation in your nervous system. And with practice, this relaxed aware state continues to grow, supporting a greater understanding of who you are and what life is all about. And ultimately, this process of learning meditation culminates in the state of meditation, the exalted, joyful, powerful, and highly aware state of being. And this ultimately can lead to self-realization, which is the final stage in human evolution. It's the total realization of who you are and your purpose, both at a mundane level, but also at a spiritual level. Now let's look at the stages in which meditation unfolds in more detail. And all meditation training and practices involve learning to stabilize and expand your awareness, and they allow you to know, feel, and experience yourself and life. The process of learning meditation has really three main stages that leads to the ultimate fourth stage of self-realization. In stage one, this is the stage of relaxation and purification of the mind, which is called pratyahara in Sanskrit. It's a process of introversion or sense withdrawal, 
resulting in a deep state of relaxation that enables the purification of old, unconscious mental patterns. And the techniques in this stage enable you to develop relaxation, stillness, and a more self-aware state. As you go within and introvert your awareness, you need to remain awake and alert and able to maintain your awareness of the object of meditation, such as the breath or a simple sound or image. And normally, of course, when you go within, you're going to go to sleep. And so this habit has to be modified, has to be upgraded to a whole different way of approaching introversion. So that you can keep your attention on something neutral, a neutral sound or image. You can let go of old mental stuff, patterns, emotional patterns, and therefore you can relax more. And if you can maintain your attention on the object of meditation, you won't get caught up in old patterns. And if you're caught up in the old mental or emotional pattern, you'll lose your self-awareness and you're prone to becoming ungrounded and tense. You're no longer really meditating. You're becoming entangled in mental patterns. And this is a relatively unconscious state in which the pattern is really stronger than you are. And so the first phase of meditation is all about developing the ability to pull your attention away from the old patterns that you're habituated to and entangled in and place your attention on the object of meditation and keep it there for as long as you can. And initially this requires some effort as the old patterns are entrenched and may be very strong. So you'll need to oscillate between the old pattern and the new one. And this can take some time to get your bearings and build the inner strength in the same way that it takes time to develop muscle strength. However, in time and with regular practice, you'll find it easier and easier to remain focused on the object of meditation, and then you'll have automatically shifted into the second stage, which is called concentration and stabilization. And the Sanskrit term for this is dharana. In the second stage, you, you, you develop this integrated, concentrated state of mind, and this state enables you to feel grounded, balanced, and able to focus your mind on one point or an object for a considerable length of time. However, in order to enter this stage, you need to be able to remain relaxed and focused on the object of meditation for long periods of time. A combination of relaxation and concentration transforms the structure of the mind in the same way that cream is transformed into butter by churning. And meditative practice churns the mind from its raw, undisciplined state into a strong, dynamic, peaceful, integrated and awakened state. And this process of strengthening the mind during a meditation technique results in positive states of physical and psychological health. And these are really side effects of the process because, as we said, the main aim of meditation is increased self-awareness. And you have to remember this. As you acclimatize to your inner world and begin to build a strong, relaxed inner center, you're going to feel more grounded and centered and balanced and less pushed off balance by the stresses and responsibilities of life or by the old patterns within you. You're sort of freed from the gravity of the lower thinking mind, which is called manas in Sanskrit, and you can activate and access your higher intuitive mind called buddhi. You're becoming stronger than your mind. And when you can remain internalized and balanced and centered for some time, the naturally dissipated energy of the mind coalesces and forms a laser-like quality 
And instead of being trapped in thoughts and unruly emotions, you can access your creativity and have a deep sense of meaning and purpose. And this eventually and automatically leads to the third stage, which is the true meditative state, which arises from concentration. So stage three is this true state of meditation, dhyana, which is defined as a constant state of self-awareness and bliss. It's the dawning of a state of illuminated consciousness called enlightenment. It's very blissful and life-affirming. As you progress through the earlier two stages, you become more relaxed, internally still and stable. You're able to maintain a degree of self-awareness. You're no longer drawn into the lower thinking mind, the worrying mind. Rather, your higher mind, your knowing mind, is now stabilized and is the center from which you operate. And then your lower mind becomes a tool that you can use when and if you need it. Your awareness expands to encapsulate the body and mind simultaneously, and inner knowledge becomes available. And this is experienced as revelation, the unfolding of inner knowledge, a continuous creative and intuitive state. Meditation also has the higher aim of uncovering the mysteries of life and existence, of attuning yourself to your life purpose, and of finding deeper meaning and fulfillment. And at this level, and at this stage, meditation is a form of deep, psycho-spiritual nourishment. And ultimately, meditation is a process that leads to selflessness and exalted spiritual states that nourish and refresh the core of your being. And all these three states, these three stages, culminate in the fourth stage, which is called absorption into the infinite or samadhi. And this is a stage that's rarely achieved by most meditators and it only occurs when you can maintain the state of true meditation, dhyana, for a long period of time and you lose your sense of physical consciousness and you merge with the cosmos. You're, you're absorbed back into the infinite. Your spirit, your consciousness becomes at one with the infinite and the cosmic. Your awareness of yourself as a limited ego-based consciousness is merged with universal consciousness, the fundamental ocean of being from which you as an individual have come into existence. And you experience your individual consciousness as a wave that's arisen from the ocean of universal consciousness. And this can be experienced as an explosion of love from the heart or as total awareness of the self called self-realization or both. And this is the final stage of the evolution of human consciousness. And from here on lies transcendent divine states of being beyond the comprehension of the little mind. Now you can also combine concentration, meditation and samadhi. And when you do this, the technique is called samyama. The samyama in Sanskrit comes from two words, sam and yama, which both together mean holding together and tying up, binding and integrating. And this is the ultimate state of meditation. And there are many benefits of meditation. The greatest benefits of meditation is that it cultivates awareness and all techniques that you practice will increase your awareness. Whenever awareness is present in a part of your life, that part can improve because you can start to see, feel and understand what you need to do to improve that part of your life. And awareness, therefore, is the key to health, greater intelligence and intuition, higher knowledge and the ability to uncover your own inner abilities. 
The physical benefits of meditation include better health and vitality. So for example, mindfulness is an important part of any healing process as it aids in the healing of many forms of chronic illness. For example, it's used to reduce pain. And improved vitality is the result of meditations that use both the breath and a mantra. The breath moves the life force called prana and the mantra soothes the mind. So meditation has been found to lower blood pressure and improve heart disease, digestive disorders, diabetes, asthma, arthritis, and helps in treatment of cancer and, and many other serious conditions. The psychological and emotional benefits of meditation include an enhanced ability to relax, improve focus and concentration, better memory, greater emotional resilience, a better capacity to make decisions, more self-insight and improved relationships. And generally speaking, meditation reduces anxiety and cultivates a positive sense of well-being by cultivating self-awareness, mental strength, and also cultivating emotional resilience, these three things. The consistent practice of meditation using a technique will create a powerful, resilient inner core that is less disturbed by the problems of life and the negative experiences that we have to face from time to time. And the side effects of developing a stable inner core include the capacity to transform weakness into strength, rigidity into flexibility, and ignorance into wisdom. And of course, there are also spiritual benefits. And meditation is one of the most important methods for accelerating your spiritual evolution and your general well-being. It fosters a sense of connection to yourself and to the world around you. And as you deepen your connection to yourself, you'll feel more connected to something greater in you. And this is the transcendent aspect of you that is beyond the socially conditioned ego. It is your true authentic self. And self-awareness is aiming to move beyond the little self and for you to become aware of that higher, greater self, that highest self. So the ultimate promise of meditation is authentic self-knowledge and self-love. And this is the beginning of a healthy relationship with yourself and with other beings, as you can allow yourself to feel the joys and pains of others without becoming emotionally entangled. And as a result, you bring freedom, respect, creativity and joy into all of your relationships. If you would like to know more about what we do at Big Shakti, please go to www.bigshakti.com where you can see all of our products and offerings. And you can sign up for our free newsletter. And when you do sign up, you're entitled to a 15% discount on your first purchase. And subscribers, of course, get generous discounts on all our products from time to time, especially when we release a new course. And we do have courses for everyone, from beginners on the path to yoga teachers and sincere aspirants and psychologists and therapists and health professionals. And many of our courses are downloadable and can be done in your own time. And we also run live online training every year. All of our courses provide you with the opportunity to experience and understand the powers and mysteries of your mind and spirit. Unwind, take a break from your daily activities and learn how to use different forms of meditation to achieve inner tranquility, happiness, fulfillment and spiritual awakening. You will learn the keys to a healthy lifestyle, a calm, clear mind, emotional resilience and spiritual insight.